the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. President Biden has announced today that three American service members have been killed and many others were wounded in a drone strike in Jordan. He says it was Iran-backed militia groups that did it. These are the first U.S. military fatalities and months of attacks on American forces all across the Middle East. Mr. Biden says the U.S. will hold those responsible accountable. House Republicans releasing two articles of impeachment this morning. They are aimed at Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The Republicans vowed to swiftly push forward with efforts to oust the cabinet member over his failure to control the southern border. Uh, Impeachment, they say, is Congress' only viable option now that Mayorkas has become guilty of, quote, high crimes and misdemeanors and simply is not enforcing standing immigration law. This is SRN News. Mark Levin sees yet another power grab. This is an attack on the First Amendment. This is an attack on our electoral system. What you're seeing here, Jack Smith, at the behest of Merrick Garland, are seizing the electoral power from the American people in Congress for themselves. They are seizing the power to decide what will and will not fly in elections. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this afternoon here on AM 1280 The Patriot. That means you're moments away from the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson. But first, a quick look at your weekend forecast from the AM 1280 The Patriot studios. Today's high around 38 degrees, partly sunny skies, while tonight's low dips down to 28 degrees throughout the overnight. Tomorrow for your Monday, partly sunny, high around 43. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Stay tuned. Brad Carlson with Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow at Twitter for any comments or questions. 
And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And, yeah, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So check out our Facebook page. Give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to view, uh, view the broadcast and leave a comment or question there as well. As always, we thank you for tuning in. Can't believe it's the last uh, last Sunday in January. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I get it. It feels like March. Uh, seeing the fog out there, no snow on the ground, a little misty, and uh, we could get close to 50 degrees this week. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I, uh, I made the comment the other day that uh, I have literally not had my snowblower out once. I mean, there's been shovelable snow, and so just use a shovel to kind of push it from side to side, but have not needed the snowplow at all this winter season. Uh, there was a I'm trying to think when it was. I think three weeks ago, we got the big winter storm, like in the Minneapolis area, and it, it missed us where we live. So uh, I did actually start up the snowblower in preparation for the big snowstorm, but it didn't quite reach the northern suburbs where I live. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll get to it this year or not, which, you know, I'll, I'll definitely deal with that challenge, that is for sure. So. Hope uh, the month of February has treated, or month of January has treated you well as we move into the month of February, uh, starting on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday will be February 1st. Unbelievable. So, well, I do want to, uh, I, there's a lot going on this past week in regards to illegal immigration and the porous uh, southern border here in the United States and everything that's happening with that. And We'll cover a lot of ground with that here in the first hour. But it just seems like this issue has been lingering for years. I mean, heck, you go all the way back to the 1980s and Ronald Reagan, who basically signed into law kind of a uh, general amnesty program where uh, illegal aliens that were in this country, uh, basically he signed legislation that uh, allowed them to stay and become citizens. And a lot of people debate whether that was actually a good idea and did that turn California into a permanently blue state, whereas some may not remember this, California was actually the swing state back in the late 80s or early 90s. You know, once Bill Clinton won it in the 1992 election, it has never um, gone Republican again in the uh, – in a presidential race. Well, I bring all this up because there's been a lot that's been happening uh, regarding immigration, and it's one of those issues that I feel as though our elected officials, they'd rather virtue signal or have it as a campaign issue, use it as a bloody shirt. I'm not, I'm not here to suggest that all elected officials are tanking the issue just so they could use it as a, uh, as a fundraising tool. Some may look at that as a serendipity, certainly, but there are a number who who have just very extreme viewpoints on the issue. You know, you've got your far-left progressives who believe it should just be open borders. They should just be able to flood across into the country on, as as is their want because they look at that, the progs look at that as a potential brand-new voting block. And then you've got on the Republican side, you know, the Republicans, some Republicans are beholden to the Chamber of Commerce, and the Chamber of Commerce likes the likes the cheap labor. You know, that 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 comes with the illegal immigration. And, you know, I get it, some people bristle at that description. No, no human being is illegal. Okay, yeah, we get that, we understand that. When we say illegal immigration, we say coming across the border and 
disappearing into the country is illegal, okay? You're supposed to come in through a uh, point of entry, make an asylum claim, and if you don't show up to your asylum hearing, which is all too often what is happening, all right, you are committing a crime. That is illegal. So it's humans committing illegal acts, so we just calling it illegal immigrants, all right? But that that but that's typical of the progs. They can't win on the intellectual basis, so they have to try to go through the uh, the emotions of it. Anyways, I digress. Well, I I recalled a clip. Uh, Chris Steyerwalt, he uh, used to be with Fox News, and of course he was kind of drummed out after he uh, called Arizona for Joe Biden in the twenty twenty presidential election. Turns out Chris Steyerwalt was correct, but for some reason people pitched a fit because they felt like he made the call too early, and it's like. I don't I've never understood the pig piling upon Chris Steyerwalt for that call, because it's like it it's not like it. People were standing in line and he called the election. No, it was after the polls closed and he called it for Arizona. But anyways, I digress. I go back because Chris Steyerwalt, this was this was near the end of 2019. So it's at the end of 2019 going into 2020. uh, One of the major issues, of course, was still going to be immigration. And he was on Brett Baer's podcast back then. He and Brett Baer were discussing uh, how the American people see immigration and how they would like to see it solved. And with like a lot of issues, it's the more extreme elements of either side, right or left, that seem to control the narratives. And yet you have this whole swath of individuals who can who agree that hey here's how we should solve the problem so spencer we have that ready this is kind of number one this is chris steyerwald and brett Baer talking about and in most of the conversation chris steyerwald is bringing forth this is what the majority of american people would like to see in solving the immigration issue again this is from about a little more than four years ago cut number one Why am I having deja vu all over again? This is Republicans kind of- over the coals on immigration. Democrats enjoyed for 20 years dragging Republicans over the coals on immigration. Republicans couldn't get their act together on immigration. They couldn't figure out what they wanted because they wanted something that pleased the Chamber of Commerce while ignoring their blue-collar base. Democrats all that time didn't come up with an answer. They didn't solve the problem when they could have. Barack Obama, Barack Obama didn't address the question. Well, he chose him. Obamacare instead of yep. uh, comprehensive immigration reform. He could have. He, he had both have. the House and the Senate at the beginning. And didn't because we would remember this. There's a 70 or 75 percent popular answer on immigration, which is hardline enforcement uh, for new immigrants and a pathway to citizenship for those here already who don't commit other crimes. That's popular with Republicans. It's popular with Democrats. It's popular with everybody. Democrats didn't find a way to do that. They continue to try to exploit the question. Now they're kind of stuck. Trump is hard on the issue, yes, but there are a lot of voters who appreciate it and think that it's about time something happened, and Democrats can't get their head around what's their answer. Okay. So, again, that's Chris Steyerwalt kind of running the lion's share of that conversation. And I, I, I play that clip. I get it. It was from a little more than four years ago. Trump was getting ready to go into the 2020 election cycle as the incumbent president and run for reelection. Now, of course, he got sidetracked by COVID. Had COVID never happened, I'm quite confident Trump would have been reelected. But let's face it, he was he was kind of a disaster in, in how he handled COVID. And I get it. There were a lot of unknowns. But what happened happened. I, we don't need to continue to rehash it. 
But my point in bringing all this up is, and we'll talk about Trump in the in the second hour, particularly the aftermath of the New Hampshire primary and how he looks to be the presumptive nominee and is definitely, uh, I, I feel, has locked it up. I, I don't have a lot of hope for Nikki Haley, but we'll certainly see how that happens. But if Trump is the nominee, if indeed he's the nominee, we'll just go forward assuming he is, and it's a pretty safe assumption, he's got a lifeline here with this issue. Because you remember, that was the big issue that he brought forth to the table in 2016. And it resonated with a lot of Republicans who maybe didn't like the guy personally, but realized, hey, this this is an issue and it's not been solved. And as Chris Steyerwalt, as you heard from Chris Steyerwalt, yeah, there there is a there is a popular answer among the majority of the electorate, yeah, we have no problem with people who are here, may have been here legally as long as they haven't committed crimes and as long as, you know, they say pay back taxes and penalties and whatnot, you know, they can stay. And some people wrongly call that amnesty. Well, no, that's not amnesty. If they're having to pay penalties and say back taxes for being here illegally but then are allowed to stay, well, that's not amnesty. Amnesty would be, yeah, they can stay and uh, we waive all penalties and whatever else. My point is, is that uh, this reminds me of what Barack Obama's chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, once said, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Because you remember the financial crisis of 2008 that was happening during the presidential election cycle. And, of course, Barack Obama shortly thereafter was elected president. And uh, Rahm Emanuel saying never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, hey, look, there was this awful financial crisis. And here we are, brand new administration uh, made gains in the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, the Democrats, so let's use this momentum to implement all sorts of policies. Let's take advantage of this crisis, which was the financial crisis. Well, now, if Trump could actually get focused and look at the immigration issue, this is something that, again, people are seeing is a dire situation down at the southern border. Is people just coming across thousands per day? And when you have a big city like New York City, that's calling it a crisis because all of the migrants are being bussed up there by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. That's when people are really starting to realize, whoa, maybe there is something more to this. And you have the press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, as well as President Biden himself, gaslighting the public on the issue, saying it's not a crisis. When, when Joe Biden is flat out asked, is this a crisis, Mr. President? He says, no, no, it's not a crisis. And so as a result, this has become the top issue because people are seeing that the current administration is not at all serious about this. So again, as inexplicable as it seems, Trump is viewed by some who want, particularly some voters who indicated, well, I would never vote for him. I don't want anything to do with him. Now they're looking at Trump as, dare I say, the normalization candidate to, to, to restore order. It's, it's, again, that's not my viewpoint. But that's what some people are saying. It's like, you know, when Trump was in office, yeah, he kind of came off as a maniac and harebrained decisions and fired people on a whim and uh, and said crazy things on Twitter. But you know what? Um, I could I didn't fret about going to the grocery store and I didn't have to worry about national security being a, a huge issue because of a porous border. You know, the border wall was in the process of being constructed and joe biden day one immediately reversed all of those executive orders and the construction stopped right then and there and we've seen what has happened since then so again i'm not suggesting that this can carry trump to victory but 
it definitely is getting people on the fence who just, let's face it, they don't want our election matchup to resemble a geriatric ward, which it does. And yet, so as a result, they're on the fence, but this may be the thing that gets some undecideds over to Trump. And again, Trump has been hemorrhaging moderate Republicans as well as independents. And he doesn't need the majority of independents, but he definitely needs to get some of them back. And again, we'll talk about more about that in the second hour, uh, about uh, Trump's, while he seems to be the presumptive GOP nominee, his uh, general election strategy is definitely left wanting. So we'll have more to say about the uh, immigration issue when we come back in the next segment. And are available to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. If you can snap your fingers, you can find this radio station. Your smartphone is now your smart radio. There are no limitations on where you can find us. We're always on. It's liberty and truth through your smart speaker. Just say, play Freedom Radio, Minneapolis. Robbinsdale Women's Center is a place of hope for women facing unplanned pregnancies. The mission continues at a new location in Crystal, expanding the outreach to help more women with additional exam rooms, a lab, and more space for educational and practical life skill classes. Crystal Women's Clinic, a ministry of Robbinsdale Women's Center, is exclusively donor-funded. A first step for women considering abortion. Help empower women to choose life. Please join the cause at supportlife.org. Donate today at supportlife.org. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. Payback for portrayal. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. In 10 minutes, I was covered and boom, family protected. Ethos fast and easy online term life insurance up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at checkethos.com. That's checkethos.com. The Dinesh D'Souza Podcast, now available on the Salem Podcast Network. For the left, it's generally you open a door, and then if you notice that no one is pushing back to shut the door, you go right through it, and then you kick in the next door. If we offer no resistance, our past will basically be nothing more than a series of leftist incidents designed to overcome our past. Subscribe to the Dinesh D'Souza Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Rumble, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. 
Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Say, play The Patriot, Minneapolis. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. We are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Uh, looks like both uh, Wild Wilson and Joan Bradley joining us from down in Texas. Hello, Wild. Hello, Joan. Thank you so much for your support and uh, checking us out on our Narn Facebook page. And uh, stay stay safe down there uh, in Texas there, folks. Uh, We've heard a lot going on uh, in the news this past week, as I've been talking about with the uh, uh, porous, the situation with the porous border. Uh, Eric Erickson, conservative commentator, uh, wrote about this. Uh, This is basically been the uh, this is becoming a front and center issue. I mean, the economy is definitely uh, shown good signs of improvement Last month, and for that we could rejoice. Again, I don't want bad things to happen in this country because it would hurt somebody I don't support for elected office. Okay, so if the economy is doing better, that's a good thing. Okay, but there are things that have happened in the past several months where that didn't have to happen, were the proper decisions made. But again, uh, immigration certainly seems to have usurped a lot of other issues because, again, people are. Despite the fact the Biden administration is telling us not to believe our lying eyes, we can see what's happening. Well, if you uh, you probably heard some scuttle this past week, the Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court, uh, made a ruling indicating that uh, the uh, or basically what they did is they removed an injunction from an appeals court that granted Texas. Uh, uh, the right to say the Customs Border Patrol should not remove any of the razor wire because, of course, on the border fence, the uh, Border Patrol is putting up razor wire. And uh, the feds saying, well, no, protecting the border is under federal purview, so you can't do that. And the state of Texas filed an appeal with an appeals court, and they said, yeah, you can, uh, you know, we we're putting an injunction in place okay in fact here here's i'll just summarize it ag hamilton uh conservative writer at substack said uh, texas has been putting up wiring at the border to discourage border crossing the customs border patrol has been taking it down they claim to assist in apprehensions texas sued to stop the cp cbp from doing that an appeals court granted texas an injunction saying customs border patrol should not Remove any more wiring except in cases of a medical emergency until the case is resolved and the next hearing is going to take place February 7th. The Supreme Court simply removed that injunction, barring CPB, uh, CBP from removing the wire. The Customs Border Patrol has not tried to do so. The court said nothing about Texas's right to put up the wire. They said nothing about Texas needing to give Customs Border Patrol access to specific areas, etc., Texas is not claiming to be defying the order. 
They are trying to resolve the case in court. And yet you get CNN, of course, who else, coming out and on their Chiron when they're talking about the situation. Texas defies Supreme Court ruling on the border. No, they're not defying it at all. The Supreme Court never said, hey, Texas, stop putting up the the razor wire. Basically, they removed the injunction from the appeals court. That's it. The case is still yet to be fully adjudicated. And again, the argument people are making, well, Governor Greg Abbott has no no right to continue to authorize the putting up of, of razor wire because, again, the border is under uh, the Fed's purview. Well, again, conservative commentator Eric Erickson explains in his piece at Substack, uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott decided enough was enough and he would exercise the powers of the state of Texas under the federal constitution to stop the invasion. Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution states, No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops or ships of war in time of peace, enter into any agreement or compact with another state or with a foreign power, or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. So I think you can adequately say that thousands pouring over the border and because they're just running across the border and not and some of them not going through points of entry but trying to climb the fence, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they're not there just to, to get across the border just to plant crops, okay? And go back. I'm just going to go on a limb there. So continuing with Eric Erickson's piece, as the federal government has failed to secure Texas's border, Texas has the power itself with its guard until such time as the president of the United States commandeers the Texas National Guard. If, in this case, the president takes charge of the guard and uses it against Texas, it would breach the foundational underpinnings of our constitutional system, using a state's own militia against it as it's as it tries to protect itself. The national media is prone to obsess over Donald Trump provoking constitutional crises. But in this case, Joe Biden is provoking one by failing the basic constitutional duty of the commander in chief to protect the borders of several states. So there you have it. And again, the media is particularly the likes of CNN and MSNBC are basically framing it as because that's what the media engages in. A large portion of these media outlets is narrative journalism. Okay, they they come up, they basically say they take their bias and say, how do we frame the story that will confirm our bias? Hence, they engage in narrative journalism saying Texas is defying the Supreme Court order, which they're doing nothing of the sort. And of course, you get people like Tide Potavita, uh, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other leftists, elected officials who are saying, how the Supreme Court is being undermined by the governor of Texas. And nothing and nothing could be further from the truth. This is a very constitutional move that the governor is making, working within the framework of the Constitution. Again, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. So the same people who are pitching a fit, saying Governor Abbott is defying the Supreme Court and therefore undermining the Constitution, is is complete bullpucky. Yet the same people who are making this argument are the ones who said the court should defy, or we should defy the court if they outlaw the abortion pill. Or President Biden, classic example. The Supreme Court 
ruled his student loan cancellation plan as unconstitutional simply because it was not passed through the legislature. You can't do that, fiscal matters, via executive fiat. Can't do it. And he was told not to do it, and yet there are some student loan programs the president has continued to cancel. So I'm not really interested in hearing leftist complaints about a conservative governor, in this case, Governor Greg Abbott, defying the Supreme Court when they flat out believe that some of their policies are totally on the up and up, and up totally moral, and therefore we're making a moral case why you should defy the Supreme Court when engaging in fiscal matters via executive fiat is a direct violation of our constitutional republic, okay? But yet, when you have a sitting governor citing the constitutional provision that, yeah, the state has a right to protect itself due to, uh, you know, we're being actually invaded, I don't, I don't really see how, how that's, a, that's an apt comparison here. So they're going to continue to twist themselves in a knot. But, the, but at the end of the day, the, the border needs to be more secure. And then ultimately, Congress needs to come together and agree on some sort of legislation, right? And, and again, you get a divided Congress right now, and the more extreme elements are controlling conversation where, again, you have uh, the progressives. They just want, you know, ali, ali, oxen free. Everybody just can, can run across freely. You know, and, you know, Republicans, good number of Republicans want the hardline enforcement, but there are still... Again, as we talked about in the first segment, a good number of the Chamber of Commerce Republicans that you know don't really want to run afoul of a uh, of, of a key um, fundraising constituent, right? So uh, definitely a lot to consider. I get it that Congress does need to act, but just blaming this on Congress is complete bullpucky because again, there are laws already on the books, and there are laws being violated, and they're not being enforced; they're being just flat out ignored. So I don't understand this call for more legislation when the current legislation isn't even being followed. How can we be confident that any new legislation would be followed if the current ones are just being completely ignored? We'll come back and talk a little bit more about this with retired border agent Chris Clem coming up in mere moments right here. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. This is Dennis Prager. I am excited to announce the all-new PragerTopia Plus. You can listen to my show whenever it's convenient for you, all commercial-free and all on demand. Now with Prager Plus, search topics, guests, and segments all the way back to 2010. And now a truly exciting new benefit, my monthly online video get-together for PragerTopia Plus members only. This is where for an hour each month, PragerTopia Plus members get an exclusive chance to ask me anything. That's right, anything. It's on video. I'll be talking to you and answering your questions. We may even have a special guest every now and then. I've never done this. Submit your questions for me at PragerTopia.com. This is only available to PragerTopia Plus members. This is our chance to connect like never before. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. I remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? 
Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Everything is expensive right now. Gas, food, you name it. You're spending more, you're making the same or less money. So, what do you do? You rack up credit card debt, that's what you do. It's not your fault, it's the economy. And guess what? If you rack up too much credit card debt like some of us, you can't pay your bills. Then the credit card companies, as nice as they are, start hounding you for money. Then you start your downward spiral. A smart thing for you to do is to call the Zero Debt. They can help you consolidate all your credit card bills into one affordable payment. Millions of people have done it. It works to make you debt-free. Make this free call right now. It costs you nothing to learn more. 800-620-4610. 800-620-4610. 800 That's 800-620-4610. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARN show for comments or questions. And you can also check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. Again, just go to North, or the, uh, Facebook, excuse me, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so. And again, we have a uh, comment section there where you can leave one of your comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, continuing to talk about uh, the situation down at the uh, U.S.-Mexico border and honored at this time to be joined by uh, Mr. Chris Clem. Uh, Mr. Clem is a retired chief patrol agent. He served at a, as a U.S. Border Patrol agent for 27 years. Uh, just this past week, Mr. Clem wrote a very insightful op-ed at Newsweek. Check it out there at Newsweek.com, talking about how the border is indeed a mess, despite what the current uh, presidential administration has to say about it, uh, claiming it's not a crisis. And uh, he gives some uh, valued insights into how we can ultimately fix the situation uh, once and for all. So with that, we are honored to be joined by the aforementioned Chris Clem. Uh, Mr. Clem, honored to be joined by you today, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Looking forward to the conversation. So, Mr. Clem, as we alluded to, you wrote an op-ed at Newsweek this past week, and one of your opening uh, phrases, uh, paragraphs in that particular op-ed, that Congress needs to get its act together and erect tall fences and wide gates. Now, um, maybe explain to the listeners what specifically you mean by uh, those attributes. Yeah, no, thank you. 
Yeah, to all fences. That that is uh, metaphorically speaking, and and actually we can use tall fences in certain spots. But that's the border security piece that is so critical to our national strategy and to kind of establish the the right immigration framework. So the tall fences piece is about securing the border, which uh, is infrastructure, personnel, technology, and strong uh, enforcement policies. Uh, the wide gates is is really the actual immigration policies and process. You know, uh, we should be able to, and, and by law, we do have the right to determine who, what, and when comes uh, comes into the United States, but we have made it so difficult and we have jammed up the system for decades that it, it's almost de-incentivizes people to try to do things the right way. And that's why you have uh, this such a rush at the border the last few years. I mean, I, there's all sorts of reasons why, but really it, it boils down to Secure the border, and let's come up with a better way to bring people in. I'll just say this. Some of our non-immigrant visa programs and, and, and numbers that were established in the late 60s. It is mm-hmm. 2024, mm-hmm. and we're still using 50-, 60-year-old framework. And one more thing, and I'll, uh, you know, I'll turn back to you, is you know, I did this for 27 and a half years. And the last few years of my, uh, my career um, – when we started seeing these astronomical numbers, million and a half, two and a half million people, 90% of them weren't coming here to stay and be citizens. They were just coming here to looking for a job, some opportunities, learn some things, make some money, and would be willingly go back. That's a big misnomer that people don't understand, and that's why we can clean up some legal pathways, get an opportunity for business owners to recruit people, um, and that's what the tall fences and the wide gates really mean. Now, we've heard uh, a number of presidents in the in the recent history, whether it was uh, obviously President Trump, uh, President Obama, even go back to President Bush. I remember uh, President George W. Bush talking a lot about a guest worker program, which uh, I think you kind of alluded to there, where some folks maybe come across the border, look for work, and then maybe go back to their uh, homeland. And, and nothing ever seems to resonate, or specifically nothing ever seems to get through Congress. So w- with that in mind, uh why do you think, you know, you alluded to the fact that there are some archaic uh, laws on the books currently as it as it pertains to legally immigrating there that is almost disincentivizing. Uh, is it just a hesitance for Congress to address the issue? Are they just lazy about it? Are they not aware of it? I mean, what what do you to what do you attribute that to, Mr. Clem, that they don't address these very archaic laws that are on the books that could actually incentivize immigration, make it that much more efficient? Well, just my opinion based on a lot of experience is uh, uh, it, it becomes a, a, um, an issue for for accountability. Um, you know, especially in Congress, they as soon as they get elected, they're they're already running for reelection. And so, mm-hmm. uh, if we can create a, a, a victim type thing where the, the migrant is a victim, and we can point fingers at either political party and blame the other one, but if you vote for me and and, and give me money, we'll, we'll fix it next time. It becomes a political football, and and human lives are are being exported because of this, uh, because the smugglers and the, the cartel organizations are are using that rhetoric, that political uh, football that goes back and forth to profit. I don't I don't know why they won't fix it other than the fact that somebody comes back and, and, and takes a stand and makes a decision and people don't like it. They're going to you know, they may not get reelected. But look, this all this all comes down to they're supposed to be a representative body of we the people, yep. and so we don't we need Congress to go down uh, uh, to the border. We need Congress to go visit with their constituents and talk to the business leaders, the small business owners, uh, the the 
leadership in the small towns and, and the big towns and figure out what is it that you need. I mean, it really is something that is a matter of importance because a strong, a strong economy and, and strong, lawful, healthy immigration is, is critical for the vitality of a country. And why they keep dropping the ball and wanting to punt it uh, every, uh, every election cycle is nothing more than just uh, you know, something that they can campaign on the next go around. That's just my opinion based on how I've seen things play out uh, over the last uh, couple decades. In your Newsweek op-ed, uh, the one aspect that I was very appreciative that you brought to the forefront is the uh, border agents and the just unimaginable stress that they're under. I mean, just the nature of the job in particular certainly brings about a lot of stress. And then you heap upon the modern-day issue where thousands of, of migrants are s- storming across the border and there's really no way to, to rein them in. And uh, the morale that is certainly low, I mean, the number of agents that have that are currently there has dropped over the past decade, even though the immigration influx has gotten worse. Uh, I remember within the la- a couple of years ago, uh, I was never more disgusted with the presidential administration than I was with the Biden administration for accusing Border Patrol agents of whipping migrants when they were actually using the reins on their horses to ride around and try to corral these people in. And, and, and as a result... You had people running with that, saying that the Border Patrol agents are abusive, which only heaps the stress upon what is already a stressful job. Uh, Chris Clem, you obviously worked in that job for a number of years. What can be done now, in your estimation, to improve the morale and actually make a job like this a little bit more enticing and people get a feeling of patriotism of protecting our borders? Well, you bring up uh, something that is really critical uh, to the Border Patrol is when you have the President of the United States uh, that doesn't have your back. And when you go back to that September 2021 incident, which I was a thousand miles away and my stomach turned when I heard the President of the United States uh, basically convicting those agents of wrongdoing when they already had the proper information. The Secretary, the Vice President, and the President all repeated the same lie. Mm-hmm. And any, any credibility that any of the three of them may have had they lost it with the Border Patrol because of that, because, you know, uh, it, it was we were on a terrible situation. It was a good reason to deflect uh, what happened to uh, or what's happened at the border. They, they don't want to talk about the 16,000 people that showed up in three days. They want to talk about some alleged incident that did not occur. But look, the law enforcement profession has taken a hit over the last few years. And Border Patrol was not immune to that. We, they were part of progressive uh, political campaigns to defund ICE, defund Border Patrol. So it's hard enough to recruit and retain people. But then when you have this kind of nonsense going on uh, uh, publicly uh, uh, in the media uh, attacking Border Patrol, it makes it that much more difficult. And so the morale took a big, a big hit. Now, what do we do about it? Well, this current administration is not doing anything to secure the border. In fact, it's it's quite opposite, uh, in my opinion. But um, you know, we need policies that support the enforcement. We need to enforce the laws on the book. We need to stop trying to pit the Border Patrol versus the state of Texas, which is what they're doing right now. Uh, they, we just need the White House and the department to say, let the agents do their job. We recognize that politics are going to you know, sway back and forth. But at the same time, let the men and women of the Border Patrol do their job, protect them, give them the resources they need, and um, – and continue to support them in, in the mental health and resiliency issues. I, I mentioned the suicides in my op-ed. Mm. Um, one was close to home. One of my staff members killed themselves. Never, never would imagine that. But when, and it's not just because of the border crisis. There's obviously other contributing factors. Sure. But if you're not happy at work, 
you're not happy at work and you're not getting support from uh, leadership. And when I say leadership, it wasn't Border Patrol. It wasn't Customs and Border Protection. It was DHS and the White House. Um, that makes it all difficult. They, they have no safe place, if you will. You know, they can't even do their job. And I think that that was definitely a contributing factor to, to the uptick in suicides. Once again, we're joined by uh, Mr. Chris Clem, a retired chief patrol agent who served as a U.S. Border Patrol agent for 27 years. We only have a couple of minutes remaining with Mr. Clem, but we do want to get to a phone call that wants to weigh in on the topic we're discussing on line two. Glenn and Crystal. Glenn, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi. Uh, well, you know, we have a Trojan horse that got elected as a, as a moderate from his basement, and he turned out to be the most radical president the country's ever seen. And he has no uh, uh, idea that without borders, you don't have a country. And where do we go from here? It goes on day after day. The Republicans took over the House. They've done nothing in the year since then. How does it get any better? Yeah, I appreciate uh, the call, Glenn. Thanks so much. I know, um, Mr. Clem, you've uh, replied to a few tweets out there on Twitter that uh, pretty much since day one, I mean, again, we're not here to indict uh, the current president, although he's uh, largely responsible for a lot of things that are going on. But there's been previous administrations, Republican and Democrat, that could have solved the issue and just really haven't taken a lot of initiative. But uh, was the border wall being in the process of being constructed uh, when President Biden took office? And weren't there, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, weren't there some executive orders already in place that were allowing for construction of the wall that were basically uh, reversed? Is that is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so when President Biden took over, I had been doing this job for 25 years. I was just uh, anointed the chief and and Yuma had been the deputy chief and, and acting chief in El Paso for a few years. We were at the most secure border that I had ever been part of. Look, we've built on this since I came in under Clinton. Every administration, to include the Obama administration when Biden was vice president, had built wall, had built access road, had developed technology solutions, and even had policies. And we had gotten to the most secure border we'd ever had, and the numbers uh, don't lie. In 2019, there was 905,000 arrests on the southwest border. In 2020, the last year under the previous administration, it dropped to 405,000. The first year under Biden, it went up to 1.6 million. Then it mm. went to 2.2 million, then 2.4 million. We had we had all the personnel, the technology, the infrastructure in place, being built, being deployed. And on day one, within the first few hours of inauguration, he signed multiple executive orders that shut down the wall construction. And that was strictly out of spite. He didn't listen to the transition teams, and the numbers don't lie. And by the way, when they shut down the wall contract, yes, it stopped the construction or the erection of the steel wall, but it also shut off the technology portion, the ground uh, sensors, uh, the lights. I literally had light poles that had been erected, but we could not plug them in because of the contracts at all stopped. So when the current administration points to Congress needs to fix this, Congress wasn't, the second half of the Trump administration wasn't helping President Trump, but we were still doing it because all of this can be done through the executive branch. And even this recent Supreme Court ruling with Texas and the razor wire and all, it goes back to pointing the finger that the federal government, the executive branch is responsible for uh, the border security apparatus. Therefore, the president of the United States can fix this. Congress needs to appropriate the government like normal, but the policies and the direction coming out of the White House to the department is what created this, and it's what can fix it, and it can be done tomorrow. And one last thing on that, what just happened overseas where we lost three uh, service members, if yes. that doesn't point to a finger or point to the point that border security is national security, 
I don't know what else does. And if that is not a wake-up call to people to get behind their representatives and say, get this border under control and hold the White House accountable, I don't know what else does because, you know, th- those threats are real and we cannot take it lightly. Once again, we've been joined by Chris Clem, again, retired chief patrol agent who served as a U.S. Border Patrol agent for 27 years. Some uh, very sobering insights, to say the least, regarding the situation down at the U.S.-Mexico border. And again, go to Newsweek.com to check out his op-ed. And again, use that as fodder to call your uh, representative to uh, encourage them to take action today. Uh, Mr. Clem, thank you so much for your time, sir. We appreciate it, it, and uh, have a great rest of your weekend. You do. Thank you. Appreciate it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Into the distance, ribbon of black. Stretch to the point of no turning back. GodTube.com. Inspiration, comedy, music, faith, and fun. Get the best of GodTube every morning and start your day with a smile. Great faith-based videos sent to your inbox daily when you subscribe at GodTube.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Make getting out of debt your New Year's resolution. If you owe 10000 or more in debt, before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800-533-6605 for a free consultation. For 17 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Are you tired of being told to hang in there on the Wall Street roller coaster because the market always comes back? Meanwhile, fees continue to be deducted from your account while your retirement withers away? Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and star in a brand new Hollywood documentary called The Retirement Deception. In the film, you'll see how Wall Street's traditional retirement plans and 401ks have failed Americans. But more importantly, you'll discover the solution to protecting your hard-earned wealth and retiring successfully. You'll see how to grow money potentially double digits, beat inflation with increasing income, and when the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. So if you're over 50 and want a bigger, better, stress-free retirement, call to talk to a specialist and get a free copy of this brand new movie, The Retirement Deception. Call 800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you get it completely free. Plus, I'll even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. So don't delay. Call right now. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. 800-578-3535. There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Find Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Reagan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is this, just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. What is dedication? I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov.
Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't you know I tried so hard to love you in my way? It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. One final segment this hour. So, again, we uh, appreciate uh, former Border Patrol agent Chris Clem for joining us. Again, go to Newsweek.com and do a search uh, for his last name, uh, first name Chris, last name Clem, C-L-E-M, and do a search. Read his op-ed. Again, pretty sobering, to be sure, but he offers some very uh, practical solutions. And, yeah, that's the one thing I I feel as though is not talked about enough is – basically shoring up what are very archaic legal immigration laws. I mean, just the unconscionable wait times to, to become citizens. And like you said, it's it's very disincentivizing where they, I mean, when you get to a point where a family is willing to risk their lives going across a desert to get here illegally, as opposed to going through the legal channels, that kind of probably gives you a little insight that uh, uh, it's uh, pretty inefficient, very archaic. So again, go to newsweek.com to read Chris Clem's Op-ed. Uh, Spencer, we have cut number two ready. So I think what has really gotten the attention of a lot of Americans regarding this issue that has suddenly come to the forefront of issues uh, Americans are most concerned about, i.e. Ill- illegal immigration, is how a lot of these blue cities and blue states are being impacted by. It. Because, you know, they do all this virtue signaling. You know, they put the signs in their front laws. You know, everybody is welcome here. And when you say illegal immigration, they bristle at that. It's like, nobody is illegal we're all human beings, you know, and, and again, uh, it's just parsing words. When people come across here illegally, that's why they're called illegal immigration. It's not because they themselves are illegal. You know, stop being dumb, okay? But again, they just play the emotional card because they don't have, can't come at you with the intellectual retorts. Well, uh, it's it. there was a meeting of the uh, Naperville City Council this past week. And uh, let me see if I can, uh, I want to, for the record, uh, get the gentleman's name here. He was a member of the Naperville City Council because, of course, there's a big influx of migrants that have gone to Chicago area. And, yeah, Josh McBroom, he's a councilman on the Naperville City Council, um, basically says, uh, and again, I don't know if he's, um, if he's just virtue signaling here or if he's being serious or what have you. Uh, but this is cut number two. So this is Josh McBroom of the Naperville City Council on how to address all of the migrants that are suddenly flooding in to the Chicagoland area. I do know that there's a lot of people that do care. And I, I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so, you know, before we go down the road of, you know, doing what, you know, following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on, um, you know, my, my idea would be let's let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help. You know, so, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, and if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, so if we could raise, raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. And uh, so that, that would be my new business. I'm, I'd be looking for you know, support from, from the dais 
Any questions, discussion, happy to have that. Okay, so yeah, totally voluntary. Uh, you know what I'd do? I I would take that sign-up sheet Mr. Councilman McBroom was talking about. I would take that sign-up sheet, go all around the neighborhood, find those homes where it says everyone is welcome here, and go knock on their door. Say, well, I see you got a sign in your front yard that says everyone welcome here. Would you like to sign up? How's a migrant family? Instead of just your virtue signaling? I can tell you in this part of St. Paul where my mom lives, every time I drive over there, I I see a lot of those signs. So put your money where your mouth is. No more virtue signaling. You know, show us what compassion is really like. Because these people feel like they have the market cornered on compassion. You know, this all goes back to a year or so plus ago where when remember when Governor Ron, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis flew a bunch of migrants up to Martha's Vineyard. And they said, well, look at that. See, we're compassionate. We're taking care of them. We're giving them food. We're giving them medical care. Yeah, and they were gone the next day. How about a finite amount of time in your actual home? So I'll be very curious to see if anybody signs up for this. And, you know, if someone signs up for it and takes a family for an intermediate amount of time, I will give them, I will give them the ultimate kudos. Seriously, I will. So I will uh, definitely keep abreast if, indeed, anybody uh, volunteers for this endeavor. Uh, Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. See you in a few. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from Big Tech. Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to every radio show over the last 10 years, all commercial free. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com Go with your gut. Your dog's immune system is based in the gut. A diet lacking in nutrients can cause itching, scratching, and a weak immune system. However, there is a solution. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. Dinovite. It took a grand total of two weeks. The dog stopped itching. The hair stopped falling out. Try Dinovite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at Dinovite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dinovite. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition this summer? Then join me, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, along with my wife Katie and our special guests on the Patriots Alaska Cruise. We'll unpack the trends and influences shaping our world today while sailing the pristine coast of Alaska over 4th of July weekend. Learn more at PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in spirited discussions and thought-provoking lectures with like-minded patriots seven action-packed days will chart a course through a bright american future all while surrounded by alaska's rustic and natural wonders you'll experience powerful creation immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords mark your calendars june 29th to july 6th secure your cabin today by calling 855-565-5519 or online at patriotsalaskacruise.com AM 1280, the pay- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.